All right, cool. All right, all right. Yo, guys, welcome to the Block Party. This is our something episode. We're on episode like four right now. Okay. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure we're episode four. Either way, it doesn't really matter what episode. Right now we in April. There's no order to this. Yeah. You can watch it in whatever order you want. We suggest that you watch it in whatever order you want. Exactly. But today, the order of the day is uh what we were discussing a little bit about last episode. Right. Um if you go back to last episode, we were talking about things, uh ne- necessary functions that blockchain projects would be able to fill. And we want to actually expunge on one of those topics, specifically the privacy game that's going on in blockchain right now. Right. And uh, we feel like it's very important to discuss some of the more technical and deeper aspects of privacy blockchain in general. Yeah, I think I think privacy currencies are definitely a huge, huge topic for, uh, you know, blockchain cryptocurrencies in general. I think, uh, we, I mean, we talked about it last podcast, but I think it deserves its own podcast. And we really want to dive into privacy currencies. We're, we're not going to end it here. This, is not gonna, this isn't the end-all, be-all of private, privacy currencies. In fact, like some of the technology we're going to discuss, we're not experts on it. And if, if you want to look into it further, we highly suggest it. because We'll always be able to provide links and other additional yeah. resources. We just want to be able to convey the more, su- the more technologically complex parts of this uh conversation because it is kind of important to understand why there's such a focus on privacy and more specifically why did you want to actually discuss about privacy tokens and privacy based blockchain privacy currency um well i know you wanted to talk like a little bit uh more high level uh you know like what are the implications what are the use cases how it's going to affect you know um just uh daily life and uh what else did you uh that was basically it like because uh we need to understand as as a whole what this actually means and why 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 these actually exist because if we look at it bitcoin was developed as a pseudo anonymous uh protocol right the first protocol and as a whole blockchain was created to be pseudo anonymous so when people say back in the day oh we couldn't be detected using bitcoin because of this pseudo-anonymous nature that's provided by the right. blockchain, uh, the ledger, and just all the things that make up the protocol, it was the the uh, token of choice. But right. that being said, we were come we've come now nearly a decade later from the first Genesis block being actually mined on Bitcoin right. to where people actually know now that <clears throat> Bitcoin doesn't really offer true privacy. Right. The current the, the so Bitcoin was used as a currency and. <laughs> You know what you're referring to is the the legal the legal or the black market um you know over tor which is an anonymity network um you know people were able to buy buy and sell um illegal things uh ranging from guns and drugs to whatever else you should not be buying um or that requires privacy and bitcoin was was used because you know you would have uh, a public address or, or yeah, a public address, and you know you would be able to send and receive things to these addresses and access it with private right. cryptographic keys. The 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 thing is though, like I I do respect the pseudo anonymous nature and the the attempt at a complete like decentralization was no supposed that was to definitely dis- that was the, I mean that was the definitely the only there was no peer to peer that was the peer to peer digital trustless cash at that at that <clears> moment <throat> in time. I mean, they weren't even getting to the point that that just got released. You know, that was revolutionary in and of yeah. itself. It wasn't like, okay, um, what's next? Are we going to do ring signatures? Are we going to do, you know, zero proof? It, that wasn't even the case. So this was definitely new 
and it was definitely something for governments and you know authorities to tackle period yeah just just, just tour network and bitcoin alone were enough to ensure uh, privacy and anonymity by themselves at that at that moment in, in time. You know? I mean, there's a reason why Snowden Snowden's on the run. Right. I mean, like the idea of large organized or like large organized political structures being able to actually manipulate and view your data is one of those things that people kind of take for granted in a sense because we only use centralized organizations because we have to go through them. They make it, right. they make things easy and convenient. But because of the things that uh, Bitcoin allows to do, disintermediation, that we become the bank, that we're able to transact amongst each other in this pseudo-anonymous nature, we have to actually look at the, the, the importance of our privacy here and what that may affect. So, like, I mean, let's think about the general use case scenario for uh, anonymous tokens. And I'm talking completely anonymous tokens. Moving on beyond Bitcoin. We have things like, uh, just throw out one out there, the, the biggest one probably, Monero. Monero uh, we're yeah, we're going to discuss a little more about that, but um, the, the use case scenario for something private, completely anonymous, is, I mean, aside from the black market share space, which I believe in the last, uh, last episode's podcast, you said was what two trillion dollars or something like that right right and that's i mean that's a huge use case by itself like we could just focus on black market alone with the, with a market cap like that i mean that deserves its that's definitely not just something to be you know pushed aside like oh as a use case that's definitely a, a large it's probably the major use case yeah right but yeah. moving moving beyond that like take for account let's say some kind of government that is very highly corrupt or very uh infallible you know it's right. not it's not very uh something like maybe like a, a central african nation or uh like a middle eastern nation or one of these socially politically destabilized nations that right. actually infringe upon its citizens rights and maybe can just take money out of their bank account put freezes on that where pseudo anonymous uh or pseudo anonymous and anonymous uh cryptocurrencies allow for individuals like you or me to be able to actually conduct without being infringed upon by these centralized governments. Right. So that's another one, like just protect, just protecting your identity. Um, you know, if you just, you don't want someone knowing what you're doing. You don't want someone knowing how much, uh, business you're transacting. You don't want someone knowing, um, the contents of, uh, what you guys are conduct, uh, transacting. So, you know, people know that there is a there is a transact. You know, not even uh, that a transaction has taken place. Um, the amount of the transaction, the contents of the transaction, these are all layers of privacy, right? So Bitcoin provided. You know, uh, when when we say pseudo anonymous, we mean that we don't have any information about your actual identity. You're just a number, right? We know that that a transaction has taken place. We know at what time. We know the amount. And that's what we mean by pseudo anonymous. So imagine being able to uh, veil uh, one or two or three or all of these, um, you know, different uh, different facets of of the transaction itself, to the point where it, it it's almost like it never even took place. Right? I mean, of course they took place. There's a well. Here's the thing: you don't even know if they even occurred because if right. there are certain there are certain technologies right now, and we'll go into that, but. They allow to obfuscate the entire process, who's sending it, right. how it's being sent, at what volume it's being sent, and where it's even going. Right. Like, and there, there's, there's, you know what, there's that they, 
definitely, you know, each of them have their pros and cons, especially with like, um, you know, debates, whether they are truly uh, private um, and how how deep the privacy actually goes, especially with um, some of them where it requires like an initial setup. So that means, you know, like the, the, the people setting up the, the actual uh, privacy itself might be privy to the information sure. that you're trying to, uh, you know, exclude from, from prying eyes, right? So, so that's to, a trust in itself. Yeah. yeah. So to play the devil's advocate, just to play completely right. the devil's advocate, um, I, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here for uh, something like the U.S. government, okay. who, who views anonymity as one of the greatest threats to national security as a whole. Right. And, well, well, actually, uh, going back to that, you know, the whole email scandal with the elections, um, you know, Hillary Clinton's emails getting scanned and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's a great example, right? If she had uh, some sort of secure, private um, email server that, you know, only only her and the recipient, the sender and the recipient could have uh, access to, um, no one could have hacked that uh, information, we would be in a different position now. You know what I mean? True, yeah. Potentially a different position. But all I'm saying is that the con- controversy itself might n- might have never occurred. So there are pros and cons to privacy. As you can see, we would, we would also, you know, uh, protecting our, the contents of our daily lives is one, you know, one, uh, for privacy and then you know protecting the shady dealings of our own government or corrupt government officials is also another facet that we have to take into collect uh you know but let's i'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look at it from more play devil's advocate from more of a economic standpoint okay people uh the the argument for uh and i always go back to taxes but like the argument for the government wanting their cut out of everything is because they're able to use that money to fund the people who are able to regulate and to fund the processes that allow them to better manage the systems of which our transactions are going through so that this way there's no like transaction fraud that this way there's no uh like manipulation of any kind like all the all their cut basically funds their ability to manage the system and okay. I've, I've i've heard I, now after after saying that i also now want to play the other side which is basically if the government has no part of the system the protocol layer. The government doesn't manage the protocol layer. The, the it's open source. Right. It's, the, it's the, managed by itself. Its own, itself. Right by the network. So where does the government? I mean, that argument goes automatically out the window if the government isn't directly responsible for the management. And and I I, I would find it really we really uh, counterintuitive for any one entity to manage a, a layer, especially some, especially uh, you know something as like gray area as as the government like uh even you know i think they do as good of a job as they can and i'm not saying that you know the american government is you know some evil highly inefficient conspiratorial yeah i think all governments are highly inefficient i I mean that's a given um i just there's definitely so much room for you know improved efficiency in the government it's just you know super it's just a super inefficient infrastructure but that, that 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 applies to all governments not just the american government and what, what I'm getting at is I don't think the American government specifically, because we, we're Americans, you know, right? Yeah. I don't think specifically they're like some evil conspiratorial government any more so than any other government. I mean, well, to be fair, no, there are definitely shady, e- shady evil governments. But what I'm saying is from a Western perspective as a free nation, no, they're not any more shady than other governments. Um, they definitely do conduct shady dealings. For sure, I'll be naive to say that they don't, you know? Yeah. But... Um, 
So can I ask you a, a question? Not, maybe moving on from the government. Let's move on to more like private companies. Let's say I, I, I'm Gabe Newell. I run Valve. I'm running Steam. It's my own private car. I'm Jeff Bezos. I run Amazon. Right. How am I supposed whoa, whoa, whoa. to... Well, uh, wait, is Valve or is, that, is Steam a... Steam uh, is, is a, a public is a, is a public or a private company? It's a, Steam is a product of Valve, which is a private company that is owned by Gabe Newell. Okay, wait. I, I'm just going to double check if it's it's not publicly traded. I don't think it's publicly traded, no. Valve, right? Yes. Uh, they're the guys who invented Half-Life, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, the Source no, no, Engine. I'm, I'm really familiar with yeah. I mean, amazing. Yeah, Valcorp. Yeah, it looks like a distribution company headquartered in Bellevue. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're publicly traded. No, they're they've been for the most part yeah. owned by Gabe Newell and his knife collection somewhere in his in his office. Right. <laughs> Side note: If you want to see a crazy collection, yeah. go look at Gabe Newell's knife collection. No, Gabe Gabe Newell's the man. He definitely you know the flat hierarchy that he created or the flat organization, like just all the stuff you know the business models is absolutely phenomenal, impressive. Yeah. But returning to my argument, so he he runs Steam. Right. And Steam takes dollars. They have their own internal marketplace that allows people to buy, sell, just, and just trade. A quick, I just realized why I interrupted you in the first place. Uh, my bad. The, uh, yeah. The reason was I think there there might be a diff differentiator if it's a public or private company. Mm. So yeah. like something compared to Amazon compared to yeah because uh, they're 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 actually indebted or not indebted but they they they, they are beholding to their to their shoulders. Yeah. So okay, so but uh, so they might have to they might have to be like you know d disclose some information to yeah. their shareholders. I don't think a private company like has, like Steam or like Valve like Valve would 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 uh, be under the same exact regulations as you know Amazon or Jeff Bezos. Yeah, because I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking like how do they accept. A, a completely anonymous currency. If okay. I want to be able to buy Half Life Three with Monero, you know, right? Not 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 because I'm trying to hide the fact that I'm buying Half Life Three, but the fact that I'm no. Let's say you are. Let's say you know. I don't know. Uh, this is this is strange, but strange example. But let's say your girlfriend does not like you buying uh, Valve games because she thinks that it supports violence, okay, or, or something like yeah. that. And she's against, and you're like, she's oh. a closeted. She's a closeted conservative Republican. Right, right, and she's like, "Hey, I don't want you doing that." But meanwhile, you're a huge fan of, uh, you know, Half Life. You can't wait for the third one. Which Next one, Counter Strike or which something. Which will like never that. get released. But anyway, um, <laughs> in your lifetime, anyway. No, yeah, yeah. So you're, you know, you're looking at it like, all right, you know, I really want this game. I just don't want to upset my girlfriend. You know, so you're like, all right, let me let me buy this with a privacy currency. Okay. Right? So that, that's, I, your, that's your example. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. But how do I, as a as a company? Right. As a as a company, be able to say, "Wow, now I have a completely different revenue source that okay. still constitutes as money aside next to my fiat and next to my like Bitcoin, next to my ether." Okay. I say I'm just able to accept all this stuff outside okay. of the outside of New York, which requires you to have a bit license. But got it. So you have a bank, like you have a Chase or City or whatever bank account, and it's get, the fiat is getting deposited, and now you have to set up, you know, a separate. Um, let's use, you know, uh, Zcash, for instance, you, you accept Zcash yeah. and you're like, Hey, which is an anonymous currency guys. Um, you accept this one or, you know, multiple forms of, uh, anonymous currencies yeah. and you set up an account for that and people are depositing, uh, Z, I think it's ZEC is the ticker. Yeah. Zcat, you're depositing Zcash into this and you're like, Okay, I accept it, and this is what I'm getting for this product. Because right? you know, what, I mean, you know what I'm thinking. Like now, maybe not something like like going back to your public example. The difference between a public company and a private company, like right. Amazon. Amazon has to disclose the amount of money that they 
They right. receive in gross profit. They have to disclose this. They could at any point say, yeah, we just received $3 billion in Monero. Okay. And they could show you a number, but they don't necessarily have to prove that number, you know? With the privacy. I, I, I feel like the, the, the point that I was trying to make was that the adoption for private c- currencies as a form of of payment outside of person to person right is is uh or person to very small private business is kind of very uh small you know like like you can't really use private anonymous currencies to pay your bills you know well i i think what you're trying to get at is uh, eventually in the future governments will not be able to detect whether or not someone received payment or sent payment to an entity Let's say entity because it could be a person, an individual, or a company, a group, like yeah. you know, a group, whatever. And it, as a result, you know they won't be able to tax these individuals, yeah, right, or the or the transaction, the process, yeah. this whole entire thing. That's what you're trying to say, yeah. And, or even even in a different situation, like the same scenario. Let's say like a politician no longer has to donate, like there are donation rules for companies to a politician through using fiat currencies. What if they just what if I slid some Monero to this politician and he converted that over into USD? Right. He, we can't, I can't tell him that it came from me, you know? Like, they can't, the government can't tell that. Like, you can influence a lot of stuff with completely private. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate, but, like, I see that outside of a person-to-person, like, transactions, it just becomes very difficult. So what does the future look like? with or in your opinion what does the future look like well i mean there's you know there's definitely the scenario the the it's the attack of governments uh, trying to ban cryptocurrencies that's definitely you know uh uh opportunity because you know if if we ever reach a point where cryptocurrencies are just so easily uh, accessible and usable where we don't get taxed i mean i i hesitate to say that anyone would not use them you know what i mean considering the, ta- the, the alternative, are, right? The alternative being a centralized currency where it is controlled by central banks, um, and you know they have they they have the essentially the power to do whatever they want with that. I mean, they, I mean, they have the power to do that right now, regardless. But the power to inflate, deflate, take out, you know, to, um, uh, you know, just completely uh, uh, render your money meaningless if yeah. they so choose to do do so, which would would be stupid um it's that's a conspiracy theory but like i think it would be very that would be very silly for them to do but with the emergence of cryptocurrencies what could happen is they try to release their own cryptocurrencies that's that are that's centralized and we i covered this a little bit in the previous podcast but what would the what would the point of that be because any sane rational logical thinking human being would be like choose the alternative we'll choose the alternative like okay not taxed not centrally governed um, I know where my money is and I store it, you know, but I, I am my own bank as opposed to basically a cheap imitator, right? True. Where, yeah. where it's controlled. So, yeah, I do think there is a possibility in the future where these trans- transactions are taking place, depending on how advanced the technology gets, where we can buy even larger assets such as real estate without the government, you know, being able to tax it without being them able to know who owned it previously, um, where the, where the, well, that that that's that's a different topic but like you know there you'll i own i own real estate you can't deny it you know what yeah I mean? if you actually yeah. own it otherwise you know if you're not trying to prove your ownership then who does it belong, belong to, to. But, yeah 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 but money's a different story so you know if, if they don't know you have it 
and they don't know where you got it or who sent it or how much was sent, then yeah, how will it be taxed? And I do see if in the future, um, potentially governments trying to ban it initially, them being like, oh my God, you know, we're, we're losing tax revenue. And what could they do? Uh, prevent companies from using, but you can't even prevent companies from using it if it's going to be more like a person-to-person thing. I mean, you'd have, but here's the thing. I mean, what could they do potentially stop wallets? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe... Downloads, traffic, like throttle trafficking, like throttle. force ISPs to no longer show anything related to like... Right, they could they could basically be like, oh, you can't, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, do a whole bunch of... They'd, have to, they'd, have, to, they'd have to, they'd literally have to stop the flow of information. That's the only way they could No, they would it. literally have to turn off the internet. Yeah. That's what they would have to do. They would have to turn off the internet and, and we, or, or have a regulated internet where we can't access those items, but that's sounding you know, a lot like Egypt during the, the Arab right, Spring. Right, but with that's the, sounding very right. But with the emergence of you know like decentralized internets, like this is like Substratum that we we talked about. Like, um, check out Substratum, guys. I think really cool project. The Telegram operating network is also working in a similar fashion. Right. So it's like, what what can they really do now? You know. Sure. Yeah. But like before we get too conspiratorial, like people have to at least understand how this is actually possible. Like the fact that these things are anonymous, people say they're too good to be true. So I'd like to be able to go over some of the the leading cryptocurrencies that are focusing on privacy and anonymity, excuse me, people, um, about their technologies and things that allow these things to occur. And one of the things I'd actually like to focus on is Monero, which is arguably the largest private based uh, currency. I think right there next to Zcash and Z, like the things available through Zstocks and stuff like that. Are you talking like, about uh, Monero? Yeah, right now I'm just talking about how this is possible. Like okay. What makes the anonymity possible? Why is it that people are... Uh, how, how do you know that this anonymity is true? Okay. And Monero is actually a currency that's built off of a thing called the Crypto Note Protocol. It was, uh, it was a hard... It was not a hard fork, but it forked off of this thing called Bitcoin. You can look it up. Um... And it implements it implements three like four major uh, four major features that allow this to actually occur. And I'm gonna read these off because I don't want to actually make any mistakes for you listening at home or for anybody right. who might be viewing this. So, but these, so I mean, de- definitely, yeah, definitely look into these. We are not, you know, crypt, crypt, cryptologists or cryptographers. We we we're just interested in the technology, and you know, we we definitely. We, we understand it. We yeah, understand exactly. it better than most, but we want to be able to say that we're conveying you the proper information correctly. So without further ado, I'm just going to name off some of the features that allow Monero itself to actually make this uh, achievable. Right. These four things are ring signatures, ring CT, this thing called Covery, and stealth addresses. Right. So I'm going to take it from the top. Ring signatures are one of the major features that allow uh, Monero to actually accomplish what it does and right. ring signatures actually hides where the money originates from where it comes from Okay, so it so kind of kind of like uh, kind of like the opposite of stealth addresses Yeah, so okay. if stealth addresses hides where the money is going ring signatures hide where the money is coming from and mm-hmm. it's able to do this by aggregating uh, a lot of transactions where people are sending stuff into one giant uh, transaction Okay. Uh, they're all happening individually, but they're sharing the same information, so it obfuscates where the act, who's sending what, or what value they're actually sending to you. So maybe a good analogy would be like, hey, uh, like a carpool essentially for yeah. for transactions, right? So we're all going to the same place. 
we might as well use the same car uh, starting point. Basically, right? yeah. Yeah, and then it, it dropped it, off at different locations. Like, yeah, I asked you how you got here. All four, all four of you got here by the same car. Who was driving? Right. I don't know, but exactly. I know you both. I knew you right. all got here by the car. Maybe, maybe the driver's in a not an autonomous vehicle. It's not. There is no driver. You know, I don't know something great. You know, like, Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Tesla might be out here. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, ring C, ring CT is the thing that hides the amount. I yeah. ask you how far did you come in that car? I don't know. Wait, right. it doesn't. I can't see how much. I know you had to drive a certain distance. What I want to know about Ring CT actually that I definitely got to look into is is Ring CT hiding the amount? When they say they hide the amount, are they thinking about a numerical or floating point number, or are they thinking about like a content piece of content? They might be. Ha I'm thinking volume. When when people describe Ring CT, I was looking around. They're describing it as like the volume of information. Okay. So, so it might not be the. It might not be the um, like the a numerical amount. Like it the might size be, of the transaction yeah. on the network, because uh, all these pri by the way, guys, all these privacy features come at a cost. So the the transaction sizes for so the regular Bitcoin transaction might be I don't know x amount of um, you know x amount of size, but with all these privacy features included, the size of the transaction grows substantially. Yeah. So um, you know it comes at a price. It's a little bit more expensive, which may or may not be worth it depending on what the value yeah you know, of what you're transacting or whether or not you need that privacy obviously monero comes with uh the the the, the gamut of yeah, know, yeah it comes it comes with a features, lot of features yeah. but those features come at a very large transaction size and that right. does have a an actual cost as he said um the next thing is covery which is uh still work in progress right now but covery basically allows users to hide their ip address okay. so they have to, like the, the route that it's actually taking and where it's actually going is being actually obfuscated network. Now, I don't know how the hell you got to me, but I know you got to me, you know? I didn't know what right. route you took. I don't know what highway you took, but and which is also very interesting because that's how a lot of people who are looking at your information, they look at the nodes that you cross. They look at they look at your gateways. They look at your IP addresses. Right. They, they right. can see the flow of information. If you want to find something, you can legitimately find it if you're trying. Right, and I think I think uh, Covery is not active as of right now. No. I think what they're, I think what Monero is actually using is some sort of Tor protocol in the meantime. Yeah. So they're actually, um, and this is what I've I've read. You know what they're what they're Covery's a work in progress essentially. Yeah. It's a whip right now. So I think that um, Covery definitely adds an additional layer of security, and especially it's just for miners and pools, and you know, um, censorship is available as well. But for for this to work, I think uh, it's still working, as are a lot of these features. So they're still a work in progress. Yeah. Um, and lastly, I think you were about to just go. Yeah, yeah, like just the stealth addresses, which you men mentioned earlier, just the opposite of uh, ring signatures, it just hides where it's going. Right. It just, it just hides where that actual transaction. So these four combina the combination of these four at its perfect allow for perfect anonymity. It hides who's, who's sending it. It hides where it's going. It hides how it's get there. It's hiding how much is being sent. Like, it, did it ever happen? Right, exactly. It's just, it's just very interesting. And uh, a, lot of, a, lot of, um, a lot of privacy uh, currencies actually take uh, a lot of the... Uh, the features that Monero has actually been able to display and have adapted into their own ways. The, the Monero isn't the only one. Right. Like, for example, Zcash. Zcash decide, uh, went in a different direction on how to handle this. Yeah, I think Zcash, I think Zcash is definitely the, right now, um, from, from a technological standpoint of view, I think it's definitely the most innovative. 
um, just by introducing uh, ZK Snarks or Zero Knowledge Proof. So Zcash was, you know, originally the, the I think the pioneer of Zero Knowledge Proofs. Um, they they were the ones that introduced it. I know other currencies right now that we mentioned like PIVX, like I'm not sure if it was particle PIVX, particle are are using zero knowledge proofs or a derivative of zero knowledge proofs yeah i know there's something called the four-way handshake i'm not sure if that's a zero knowledge proof or something completely different but I mean, they're um, all answers to the byzantine fault so right right so i'm looking at it like you know and, and even edward snowden um endorsed uh zcash naval rocky vaughn um and vitalik buterin himself you know said that zcash is getting slept on right now like this. wasn't wasn't he trying to implement something for for ethereum to be able to implement z starts as well i remember reading that yeah uh, yeah no no yeah, yeah definitely i i was just watching that by uh, on the ethereum uh, foundation yeah they were they were talking about implementing zk snarks for, for he's, he's definitely on the the bat the the, the the board of advisors for Z for Zcash, he has to be. I think I think Vitalik's actually one of the people responsible for the growth of the Z Snarks uh, right uh, protocol. And I don't even know. I don't even think that they're using it for the privacy feature per se. I think they're actually talking about using it because it allows for seamless, faster, more efficient transactions. What what actually is the zero uh, the zero proof uh, product uh, zero? So Z. Sorry, my bad. So what what Z. <sighs> So what Z snarks or zero knowledge proofs are, in a nutshell, from my understanding and from all I've done, and I definitely implore you to read up on it further because, like I said, we're not you know experts on the topic. But you know the the protocol known as zero knowledge or zk snark, which uh, which stands for zero knowledge succinct non interactive arguments of knowledge, um, essentially, and I think Zcash refers to these as shielded transactions. Um, it uses a technology. Um, it allows someone to prove something uh, without uh, requiring the, the the prover to reveal any information about the the information being sent. So I guess you know. So it's like validating an answer without like showing my homework. Uh, yeah, kind of. Basically, um, basically the ability to know something about each other. So let's say me and you both have, and I think this is the millionaire's problem where me and you both want to know uh, whether or not we're millionaires or, you know, which one of us has uh, more money or whether we're millionaires. You're, you're, you're Bill Gates, I'm, I'm Mark Zuckerberg. Right. But, you know, neither of us wants to reveal how much money we have or disclose, you know, our, our, con our we want to know if we're both millionaires. Uh, but you, you, you got, you got know, bread, I got bread. Exactly. We want to know we're both millionaires, but we don't want to reveal how much money we have and we don't want to reveal whether or not I have more money than you or you have more money than me. And zero knowledge proofs allows us to prove that uh, without revealing any information. Cryptographically. Cryptographically, exactly. So there's definitely, you know, um, some some ingenious engineering going on under the hood, obviously. But a good example was uh, basically, it was like this example I read, um, Ben wants to prove that Jerry knows the pin of an ATM card, ATM card Therefore, he performs an ATM deposit and withdrawal without divulging the passcode entered. Um, ben made a zero-knowledge proof. Zero-knowledge proofs need to fulfill the requirements of not leaking information and not being able to prove false information. So by, by false information, I, I mean, for instance, if you know uh, Ben stashed some money prior to the withdrawal mm -hmm. and he's, he's like, hey, look, I do, I do have- Oh, this so it's not like a work. Right. So, you know, essentially what what has to happen is, you know, Ben has to get completely strip searched anal cavity that he doesn't have any fucking money on him. And then he has to prove 
that he's able to access uh, deposit and withdraw the money. And then, you know, uh, Jerry or whatever his name is, is like, just oh, prove something. he's like, okay, I see you do know the, the, the pin code to that ATM machine. Without you actually with, telling with, me. Right, without revealing any information whatsoever. And that's what zero knowledge proofs are. And I think the technology, when you, when you listen to, you know, when you listen to it, you're like, okay, um, that sounds, that sounds uh, very, very interesting. You know, like, yeah. how, and. Sounds like magic. It sounds like, it essentially sounds like magic. And. Right now, the the technology itself is amazing, and you know it's definitely gotten some attention from the the best and the brightest, and they're looking to implement it. Like you mentioned, Ethereum in their own organization, but the issue with it is the initial setup has to be performed by the Zcash team itself, which brings which brings me to our original point, where it's like, is it actually is it- private if they have knowledge of the setup itself? You know what I think about like the whole idea of privacy in the in the right. like the whole privacy in the Bitcoin ga- or in a crypto game is almost like trying to build a, a true randomizer. It's right. Like, exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. It's yeah. like, is it true? It can it be truly random? Right. You know, it, it's maybe we could get as close to it as possible, but at some point, it has to run through some centralized. It has to run through some entity. You know. Right. Some secret keeper. Yeah. Right. Somebody we trust that that can lose the key right and uh i I don't think zcash has implemented it yet um as a default the the zero knowledge proofs i don't think it's ready it's running on their testnet right it's running on their testnet um but they still have the blockchain the open public blockchain ledger similar to bitcoin right so that's still up in the air um i'm thinking i'm like we we see we see how zcash is handling this cryptographically cryptographically monero's handling it cryptographically as well but they're they're obviously we've mentioned before tor isn't a cryptographic it's an anonymity network right yeah so it it essentially uh shrouds you in a network of other anonymous users so you're no longer using it's a form of anonymity but is it true anonymity because people question verge sometimes uh, right. Ver- yeah. Verge, Verge, Verge's Verge. rate protocol. Right. Is it truly anonymous if it's not working in an anonymous, uh, anonymous form into its actual right. protocol? So I think that it's such an interesting question because I, I am a fan of Verge, and you know a lot of people are like, oh, it's a scam because it's not purely anonymous. It's not using cryptographic uh, means to obfuscate or, or you know, privatize the, the actual currency. And I definitely agree with that. You know, it's it's not cryptographically an- uh, anonymized. Anonymized. Yeah privatized right yeah. anyway it's not it's not cryptographically processed but yeah. that's not to say that well one monero and zcash aren't ready yet to be used uh you know just there's pros and cons to all these uh monero transaction sizes they haven't implemented this technology like for instance corvus or corvy no corvy 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 um zero knowledge proofs aren't ready yet um similar i don't think verge um, we're going to talk about Verge in a second, but I don't think Verge's only privacy features, their intention is to just have the Tor and the I2P networks as their sole um, method uh, of privacy. Like, yeah. I think that's what they're establishing as the base layer right now. But who's to say they're not going to implement, um, you know, uh, ring, ring ring signatures? Because yeah. I know right now on their 2018 slated uh, privacy feature, ring CTs are on the on the, the agenda uh, yeah so it's kind of like maybe they're just you know working on other security features first so we could you could talk about verge i mean like verge basically the way it implements its ability for anonymity is it uses a uh, a private blockchain and a public blockchain and you're able to alternate using this thing called the wraith protocol 
which right. allows you to go between the private blockchain and the public blockchain. Now, is it really it, the the private blockchain is being maintained by Tor networks and I2P networks, which right. allow you to just completely mask the network of of transmission. Is that truly anonymous? As we've mentioned before, there are pros and cons. To all so this. stealth addresses, you know, are being used by Monero. It's not a, it's definitely not a new security feature, um, but it is a layer of privacy, I, I believe. So if they were to implement ring signatures alongside, you know, um, alongside stealth addresses, as well as obfuscating, uh, you know, transactions through the Tor networks, uh, which they've successfully done already. Um, I think that adds one extra layer of, you know, uh, privacy that the other, you know, the other networks don't have yet. I, I mean, like you mentioned before, the pros, the cons, a lot of a lot of it comes with size of transactions exactly. and what the speed of the transaction to that's occurring. Because mm -hmm. uh, many people argue that in anonymous, like anonymous transactions, the speed isn't there yet. Like same thing no, can be said. It's, it's same thing can be not. said across the blockchain, like all for, for Verge, it is though, and that probably has to do with that. It's not, uh, you know, privatizing it cryptographically yeah. yeah because the the speeds for verge are absolutely ridiculous they're for for a privacy currency it's somewhere around like three seconds or maybe even less at this point and they're using atomic swaps they're using uh, uh i forget what it's called visp or something like that and it's super fast trans instant almost instant transactions so i definitely think that their use case for actual transactions are higher than monero and zcash which uh either have a large tra transaction size a larger fee or it, it has to be implemented uh, as an initial setup whereas me and you can um, send each other verge right now and as anonymous as the virgin network virgin network allows for for the time being right mm -hmm. so what do you what do you think is the successful cryptocurrency because there are a lot of privacy based projects out there what do you think to achieve the good uh, the, the good, like there are a whole bunch of them. I could just name off a couple of them right now. Like right. Particle, which was a shadow cash project and then it changed in 2017. We could say like Pivx, we could talk about. What, what was Pivx essentially? Pivx, uh, you know. Um, People also say Komodo as well, but Komodo really, like you and I would Komodo both Komodo is a platform. Yeah, it's Komodo's not really a, 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 but a, the, but it is interesting that they're using, uh, they're trying to implement the, the zero, the ZK snarks. Uh, protocol as well, which is inherited from Zcash. Zcash, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are all these, but like, I feel like there's so many different ones. What do you think to be a perfect anonymous uh, token? What would you, what do you think the thing, the elements need to be to achieve what it actually wants to achieve? Well, Obviously it needs to be anonymous. Right. So I think the content, I think the content has to be, definitely has to be, um, you know, concealed. So I think zero knowledge proofs are an amazing way to conceal that information. You cannot, you, there's no, or, or, or what is it? Ring CTs where you don't know the amount at least. Right. Yeah. So I don't think, I think it should implement one form of that where you don't know what's being transacted. I think that's important. Right. So, you know, you're sending something in a, in a safe, essentially, you, no one, no one knows what's, what's in this, but you're not even sending it in a safe. You're essentially just dropping it off dropping it off no one knows no one knows that, that there was anything and they just know it's going to be sent but yeah. they don't know what's in it they, they that to me is important that they don't know what's the, the contents of the of the letter or the contents of yeah. you know of the the currency or the amount that's important to me so i i think i think for me it's speed it, okay. it, it has to be speed because 
And like, why do you say that? Is it, do you say that because the more time it you have the potential to get hacked? Not even hacked, but the the idea of anonymity was supposed to be that oh, I feel good knowing that the money is here. I don't like like I know that it didn't happen out there, right? right. If it takes super long for the network to actually come like to to make these transactions verified and occur right it it kind of defeats the whole anonymous purpose i might as well have just done it somewhere somewhere else am i willing to sacrifice time for privacy is not a thing i want to be asking okay it's not a question i i think anybody should want to ask like of course there are drawbacks to anonymity like we've mentioned before transactions transaction speed is always right to the point yeah so to the point where it's like you can't prove your own transaction yeah Um, i don't even know if that's that that's a thing but i i feel like that that might potentially be uh a a pitfall or downfall of private transactions where you know you subsequently have to prove that something happened i mean it's interesting food for thought like we 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 could expand upon this uh completely but for like the sake of time we're gonna probably cut the conversation here because there's so much to talk about yeah definitely i mean privacy privacy period in in the blockchain and privacy just in general i mean there's there's definitely other privacy currencies out there you know we you've you've named a few uh specter coin dash even implement some sort uh nav coin you know amongst the besides the top ones right now like Monero, Zcash, Verge, Pivx, like th- these guys are definitely um, essentially forging a new frontier for how, because cri- 100% privacy coin will dominate, in my opinion. Will, really? Yeah, absolutely. I think 100% privacy coin is something that, if implemented successfully, will will go viral. You know what I'm imagining? Maybe I, I completely. No, bro, think, I have no idea. Uh, true, true. <laughs> think about something like Ripple or something meant okay. for high-volume transactions. Right. Like supremely high-volume transactions between between banks okay. or between nations. Like, like I don't even want to say it, but like South Korea moving billions of dollars into their, into their economy right. after all these sanctions have been hitting them, after Russia has been hit with all these sanctions. What if stuff like the Maninsky sanctions, which were supposed to prevent fiat currencies going into Russia or being used by Russia. What if they could just move all that? Well, with a, with a, I'm gonna huge, <clears throat> I'm gonna throw a huge wrench in that argument. By the time privacy currencies get to that point, I wanna say, where will they get that money to send money to each other to since they're not getting any taxes from citizens no longer paying Ooh. them, you know? Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, I I actually didn't think about that. That's yeah. I mean, like it's just that's just, just a food for thought. I feel like yeah, privacy currencies will will essentially de sort of just take away power from government by turning turning citizens into sovereign individuals. You know, where they're able to essentially yo don't tell that to J P Morgan. They right. they they will hunt you. I mean, you know, they, I think they are actually. You know, what's funny that you mentioned that? I think J P Morgan's actually implementing some sort of zero knowledge proof they're, they're working with, they're working with a uh, quorum that that yeah. uh, that thing that they've been developing right and that's done the topic completely yeah that's you know, completely another topic. like uh you know centralized fine, right. blockchain like we could talk about financial institutions day. actually jumping on the, the, the pri- game yeah. private privacy networks and it's like whoa what's the you know what's the where does it end where does it begin there, yeah. yeah but we're gonna wrap it right here guys we're gonna catch yes, you around yeah. uh, definitely tons of t- tons of stuff to look into but we you know we're gonna we're going to leave you on this note with privacy currencies. And, privacy. and uh, if any of you feel like sending me anything private, uh, 
feel free to feel do free so. to look at the description and uh, send yeah, me some. Definitely catch you on the flip side, or maybe see you, you guys. won't. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll never see us. Maybe we'll do a cool animation where we disappear. <laughs> yeah, like, like like from the seventies. Uh, what's it called? The the oh, smoke. No, 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 no. Um, that uh, I love Lucy. It's the the one with oh, the, the genie. The genie. The genie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It disappears. Well, maybe like Cos- Got- Gizmo. Cosmo from the Fl- Flintstones. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The green guy. Oh yeah, yeah. The small green yeah, yeah. dude. What's what's his name? Cosmo. Is it- nah, that's I'm thinking of Fairly Odd Parents. No, yeah, that is the Fairly Odd. Yeah, yeah, Gizmo. Was his name Gizmo? No, that, that's that might be the Gremlins. No, that might be that might be the the, the Jetsons. The, is it the Jetsons? Was he? No, no, he was in both. I think so. I think that's how they got. All right, guys, if you know that green dude in the Flintstones or Jetsons, then definitely um, just leave it in the comments. Yeah, yeah. Peace out, peace out. See I'm gonna you. catch you later. Peace out.